What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Health Unscripted with Dr. Dwyer. I am Dr. Ashley Dwyer. And before we start off this week's episode, I want to make a few announcements because this will be dropping on Thursday, November 18th. And we have some amazing Black Friday specials coming up. So if you are a listener, take 15 seconds and listen to this. Um, So first Black Friday special we are offering, and I posted it yesterday when you're listening, so Wednesday. Um, I am now accepting a wait list for clients. So I'm personally going to be accepting 10 clients to take on for hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, possibly even PCOS. So really big into thyroid issues. I currently have thyroid issues. Um, Have been going through like, you know, it took me six years to get to a great place. I would say like five years. And this is kind of the premise around BDN and how we got started and why I don't want others to feel the same way. So this is really like my niche, my specialty. And I've like missed the coaching game so much. If you don't know, I predominantly just do business things now and sales consultations and and all of that. I really don't have any clients that I personally coach anymore and I miss it. I miss it so much. So that's gonna be one of our first you know, Black Friday specialties. I do not really plan on doing this very often because I do need to keep my time open for other things, but 10 of you will be in this program for a start date of December 1st or January 1st. It does not matter. Waitlist, I will include the application to apply in the description. Um, Simply put in the referred by section that you are here for the thyroid program, okay? Um, You can put that podcast thyroid program, something like that. So that is our first Black Friday special. And that is what I'm going to be opening up in the beginning of the week next week, which is also my birthday. So happy, you know, this is, I guess, my pre-birthday episode. Yay. Um, And then after that, we will have our standard Black Friday coaching protocols going on next week, which if you were around last year, this year, we're doing the same thing, which is we're offering a free month of coaching with whatever package you purchase. If you purchase up to a year, we'll extend that even further. So who doesn't love free coaching? Seriously, four months for the price of three, I'm in. So now to get started on today's episode. So I really wanted to talk about this um, because around social media and Instagram, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of this stuff becoming more and more talked about, um, whether it's memes or whether it's it's doctors or whoever talking about it. And I was like, you know what, this is super important. I want to talk about it too. And what that is is simply, you know, we've already known like Western civilization and our society kind of sucks a little bit. And it's becoming so bad to the point that it's really, really setting people up to fail and to incorporate these really unhealthy lifestyle habits that are not really the norm. So things have gotten so bad that the old norm, which was taking care of yourself and healthy eating, etc., has now become not the norm. And now you're like an outlier if you simply just prefer to eat healthfully, right? So society is not setting us up to be our best. And that's why obesity is on the rise. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me because I didn't really want to talk about that on this podcast episode, but I do know over 40% of Americans are currently obese, um, categorized as obese based on BMI. And I know the numbers are only going to get more and more, you know, it's going to get worse. So Um, Unless we actually do things as a collective society. And unfortunately, and I'm not going to bring up, you know, vaccines or talk about any of that right now either, but it's still super interesting to me that we're under this like health crisis and health mandate and yet nutrition, exercise and lifestyle management is not brought up at all to take care of the country's health. So 
little interesting to me, but I'm going to talk about some solid ways on how we're kind of like set up to fail in our society and ways that you can get around that or simply try to get around that. Because it seems like, you know, choose your hard. You've heard that you've heard that phrase before, like, you know, being overweight is hard. Eating unhealthy is hard because eventually you're going to have to deal with feeling like shit, bad blood markers, medications, you know, early death disease. I know that sounds morbid, but it's super true. Eating healthfully is hard because of choices, because of the way society is set up, because of judgment. Um, And I know there's judgment on both ends. I'm not saying there's not, but what I mean by that is some of these circulating like memes and things going on right now on um, Instagram and on social media is like when you choose to eat healthfully, like everyone just assumes you're on a diet. Like if you order a salad, people assume you're on a diet. If you bring your own lunch, people are assuming you're no fun and you're just trying to eat healthy. And it's like, no, I feel good like this. It's actually sad that not eating like this is more acceptable, right? Like that's what I have a problem with right now is that you're almost shunned if you choose to eat a fucking vegetable. <laughs> like God forbid we don't order Chick-fil-A every day or don't don't make fat laden foods for dinner and and we want to enjoy some lettuce or we want to have a smoothie or we actually like green juices. Like why is diet culture so bad right now? Um it's truly terrible and I know there's a lot of you out there who are going through this and dealing with this cuz I know I am. And I know our clients are, and we have this conversation a lot. So kind of the ways that we are all set up to fail right now and why we're having such a huge issue transitioning lifestyles is because there's temptation everywhere, first of all, and our health system is set up completely backwards. For example, there's fast food places everywhere. Just on the corner that I live, there are three. There are three fast food places, uh, one intersection, and where's the closest healthy place to eat? Um, probably a mile away. So if you're in a pinch, do you like stop really quick? And also the healthy place to eat is not fast food. There's no drive-through. You actually have to like go in there and pick up an order or sit at a table. So, um, it's not exactly ideal if you're in a pinch and you're running around, right? So we got Burger King, McDonald's and Wendy's and all of that, but like, you know, are we really going to order pickup And it's more expensive. So that's my next thing. So fast food on every single corner. Temptation is everywhere. Fast food is also labeled as unhealthy food, and it usually is. Rarely are there fast food places where you can grab healthy food to go. And yes, a lot of these places are now incorporating salads, but if you've ever done a deep dive into the nutrition facts on the salads, they're not actually that healthy. Um, and including the dressing, it's actually worse for you than probably a burger. I know you're getting more nutrients, but like calorie wise, like they pack their salads with things that are not great. Um, another thing, I mean, there are exceptions, right? Like I'm not saying like even on macros, if you, if it fits, you can have it, but you're gonna feel your best when you're eating more nutrient dense foods. And I'm sorry, but Burgers, fries, and trans fat and oils and and all that stuff is not going to have you feeling well. So that's one issue. Fast food everywhere. Every single corner. You can't even go a quarter mile without seeing a fast food restaurant. 
Two, food prices are extremely different when it comes from shopping for healthy food versus shopping for unhealthy food. Now, I will be giving like some tips and tricks for this because obviously there are healthy staples that you can get that are very inexpensive. But thinking about fast food, and even those prices have gone up, um, you can get like a burger, fries, whatever, like I'm saying, in a large drink for probably $7, where that same, you know, another meal from another place is probably going to be $15 to $20. So if you're on a budget and you're eating out and your schedule is really tight, it's more expensive to eat more healthier items. Organic and stuff is also super, super expensive. Um, when you're looking for children's food and kids' food and when you're looking even for yourself, like it just is a known thing that eating healthier is more expensive. And depending on the area that you're in, depending on your income, which I mean, we're all like <laughs> facing income problems at the moment now. I feel like back in the day, making a hundred grand a year, you were considered like so well off. And now like a hundred grand a year means that you can possibly live alone and pay rent. Like that's it. If you don't make more than a hundred grand, you, you definitely need a roommate. Like I'm obviously being a little dramatic here, but like that's literally how it is in South Florida right now. And that's where I live. So I'm speaking from what I know. Um, but it's just crazy. So prices are, prices are insane and, um, food prices are just crazy. So, so that sets us up to fail when we're trying to eat more healthfully. Um, grocery stores are completely set up ass backwards. So, um, another, like, like a health food store, but everything is processed and has chemical additives and, um, it's just trash. Most of what a grocery store sells is trash. It really is. And that's what most people buy is trash. So grocery stores don't even set you up for success. They are obviously going to advertise like the new sugary cereal that's out or the new chips and buy like three for $5. Again, prices and snack items. So grocery stores are set up for BS, like literally trying to find healthy food sometimes in a grocery store is, you you have to shop smart. And that's what I'm going to talk about that at the end as well. So how to shop smarter and how to navigate the grocery store. Um, restaurants are my biggest pet peeve. And I'll tell you why. Restaurants obviously have their own menus. Um, restaurants also, depending on the restaurant, have chef, like meals put together by chefs and they are very like reluctant to substitute items. So for me, this is an immediate, like, I don't want to go. Um, not like, obviously I love going out to dinner, love getting dressed up, fancy restaurants, etc. But if it has like a prefixed menu and there is no wiggle room and I have to eat the meal as is, it's not going to go well. And the reason being is that I am First and foremost, I'm lactose intolerant. There is no dairy in my life, no cheese, no milk. I use nut milks. I use nut cheeses, like almond cheese, if I do want cheese. Um, there's a ton, because of our society, it's 2021, there's a ton of dairy-free alternatives out there now and a lot more without uh, cancer-causing ingredients and, and a lot of chemical processing. So I use those. Restaurants don't use those. And if you're going to tell me like, oh, go to a vegan restaurant or a vegetarian restaurant. I am not vegan. I am not vegetarian. I want my steak, but I don't want it slathered in butter and blue cheese. Um, 
it, I feel like every single restaurant I go to, like, and I look at the appetizer list and I'm, I'm like with my boyfriend or I'm with friends and we're like, oh, well, do you want to get an appetizer? And I'm like, well, I can't eat more than half of this appetizer list because it's all cheese or it's all dairy. And it's just like, fuck, man, like make something like not everybody needs cheese. I understand it's a seller and I understand that people love cheese, but it's not like you don't need to drown the whole menu in it. And so usually like these prefixed desserts or prefixed menus, whatever, come with like mashed potatoes made with milk or or some type of like heavy butter situation or, or cheese that can't be taken out or you know, and I can get away with, with butter sometimes, but like not the like, hey, I'm super slathered type of steakhouse butter. So it just becomes really annoying when you're trying to order and there there are limited menus. Um, so restaurants, I feel like don't offer the best. They offer, because this is business and this is America, they offer what tastes good and what they know people are going to buy because they're in the industry to make money. So fried chicken and waffles, delicious. Everyone's going to order it. The only healthy thing on the menu may be a salad um, or you'd have to like create your own meal by like, hey, can I just get chicken and a side of vegetables or a baked potato or or something like that. So restaurants are not exactly setting us up to be successful either. And as someone who's zero fun, lactose intolerant and gluten free, it's extremely hard to go places sometimes and order certain food based on what they have to offer. Like Mexican is very easy because I can just remove the dairy and they have corn tortillas. Perfect, gluten-free and dairy-free. Italian, fuck me, it's not gonna happen. Like, sorry for cursing so much, but this is my podcast and this is what you're gonna get. I'm very unfiltered, especially when I'm talking about something that makes me a little angry and I'm passionate about that needs reform. But Italian's just not my jam. Very, very rarely will I find a place that makes a gluten-free crust for pizza or that has gluten-free pasta options. Other than that, again, covered in cheese, tons of bread. Um, What else? Asian is really easy, especially rice noodles, um, regular rice. I can do that with protein and veggies. I have to get, um, what's the soy, the gluten-free soy sauce called? I can't. I can't tamp. I'm going to have to look this up while we're doing this. I record on my computer, so I'm going to Google. I can't remember the name. It's called tamari. Tamari. Okay. Gluten-free soy sauce. In case you didn't know, if you're gluten-free, soy sauce is not gluten-free. So you have to get the gluten-free version or tamari. T-A-M-A-R-I. Probably pronouncing that wrong, but you know, such is life. So restaurants, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, especially with the dairy situation and just what the temptation is is presented to you. And then of course, what I was saying earlier is about the judgment and about having people kind of like make these assumptions just because you bring your own food in or just because you choose to eat broccoli. Like I can't tell you the amount of times when I was floating as a pharmacist where I would bring in my food and they were like, oh my God, you bring all your meals here for the whole day? That was that was statement number one. Um, and I was like, yeah, like I eat a lot and I don't want to A, spend money on a ton of food out in the store or order in when I can just make it and bring it from home. And then two was like, wow, you're really, you're really healthy. Do you even know how to have fun? And I'm like... Why are, why is fun and eating healthy, why are they mutually exclusive? Why can't you have both? I'm sorry, just because I don't want to eat pizza for lunch, I'm 
considered not fun, <clears throat> I don't think that has anything to do with it. So save your judgment and move on, right? But those situations are really hard to deal with when you're working in like a shared space, like when they used to have bringing cookies or when I used to work at the hospital and they had like lunch catered or donuts were brought in or something was brought in. And you always receive these little judgments of like, oh, you're not having any? Or the, my favorite comment would be like, oh, Ashley's never gonna eat this stuff. She's too good. And I'm like, no, I just don't fucking like it, okay? Donuts are not my thing. And I'll say that forever. I do not like donuts. And the only donut I really like is probably a plain cake donut because I am an old lady and it actually has texture and flavor. I'm not like a big sweets person. Um, so, so the judgment was always there. You know, I always grew up and dealt with that. So it's like, how do we make this easier? How do we navigate all of these negative things that are just staring us in the face when really all of humanity should eat this way. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, the blue zones. They're called blue zones. There's about six or seven of them around in the world. I know there's one in Italy, Costa Rica. In these blue zones, they're literally societies that walk everywhere. I mean, they're not like nomadic. They just have areas set up for good walking. Like everything is within walking distance. So they're getting in their steps, right? They're getting in active heart health. They have community. So, you know, they're not left alone. They're not, um, like, like solitude is very depressing. And so they have this, this nature of community. They also happen to grow a lot of foods. They eat very healthfully. They, they eat a more like Mediterranean diet, which includes like healthy fats, lean proteins, vegetables, fruits, nuts. Um, they do eat carbs. They eat rice. They eat, you know, European pasta is way different than American pasta. Um, like sometimes if you have a gluten intolerance and you go to Europe and have their pasta because it's completely made differently and there's no processing, you can have it without zero issues. So I'm looking forward to the day I can do that. But they, they just eat more healthfully. And these people have average lifespans of over 100 years old because of the way that they live. And if you think about it, that is what we should be doing as a society. But instead, we're living the way that we do. We're very sedentary. We're very uh, shut off from the world on our social media and on things like that. We're not walking anywhere. We're eating very fast processed, like very carb and fat and sugar heavy items. We're dying early. And if we're not dying early, we're on like 12 medications by the time we're 70. This is not the way to live. This is not the American dream. So how can we like push past this and make this like the standard norm again, right? So let's talk about fast food. Just avoid it. Like have it sometimes, but just like get those blockers out of your head. Do not even go near there. Yes, sometimes I'll have my Chick-fil-A. I will go to Pollo Tropical if you're in the Southeast and you can get chicken, beans, and rice. Um, but I will not stop for like French fries and stuff like that all the time. I won't. So just fast food. No food prices. Okay. Costco, BJ's, Sam's club, bulk places are going to be amazing for shopping for protein, especially. So go to these stores, get your protein very cheap. Even the organic protein and, and grass fed is very cheap. I think you can get three pounds of beef for like five pounds. $5.99 a pound, where it's normally like $8.99 a pound in the store, and then just freeze it. You know, it comes in separate subsections. Just peel it off, freeze what you don't want. I do this so much for protein sometimes because it's it's very cost effective. Rice is super cheap. You can get bags of rice and very inexpensive. Um, frozen veggies, I stock up when things are on sale, by the way, but 
Farmer's markets, amazing for fresh veggies. Trader Joe's, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, very cost-effective for organic and non-organic vegetables. Um, I'm not gonna do the list here, but when it comes to organic or non-organic, what you need to buy, there is something called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. It's updated every single year, and what it is is fruits and veggies that you should buy organic or that you can buy non-organic because it's safe. So every year, like I said, it's updated. Um, I will say one of the most heavily, it's on there every year, if you're gonna buy apples, you need to buy them organic because they are so heavily sprayed with pesticides due to the bugs of like the apple trees. Apples always have to be organic, but like things with thicker skins per se, like bananas or pineapples or avocados don't really have to be organic because it won't penetrate the skin. So check out the clean 15 and dirty dozen list. Um, check it out every year. You can, you know, do that. But really a lot of the time, some like if you're eating the skin of the fruit or vegetable, it's a good idea to buy organic. And then, like I said, Trader Joe's, farmer's markets, Costco and these bulk stores sell organics now too. Um, and if you can't buy organic, veggies are still better than the processed crap that you're buying. Just make sure you soak them and clean them. I think there's like a vinegar and water um, <clears throat> type of concoction you can soak non-organic things into to soak off like the coating on fruits and vegetables. So you can check that out too. So food prices, there are ways to navigate those by buying in bulk, buying farm, like, you know, going to different stores. Yes, it might be a pain in the butt, but it really just depends on how uh, dedicated you are to this lifestyle, right? Um, when it comes to grocery shopping at just basic grocery shopping, usually there's a rule that if you shop the outer aisles is where you'll find like the best stuff, right? So the outer aisles include the produce section, the protein section, the meat section. Um, the outer aisles also include like the dairy and the, um, I'm trying to think of my Publix right now, but like it, it differs by grocery store, right? But the general consensus is shopping the outer aisles because you'll get the produce and you'll get the lean proteins and things like that. Only on the inner aisles do you find the crap and the heavily processed items. Yes, I know rice is on a middle aisle. I know oatmeal is on a middle aisle, but like you know that these things are healthy. You know where to find them. Stay away from the cookie and cracker aisle. Stay away from the cereal sugar aisle. Um, depending on where you grocery shop, that's what you can do. So stick to the outer aisles and you will not be disappointed. Um, potatoes are obviously in the produce section. So that's a good little tip for grocery stores. When navigating restaurants, scan the menu ahead of time. Like I told you, if it's some fancy ass restaurant and I look at the menu before we go, I will be like, nope, I can't eat anything there not going to go. Or if it says like, will not accept substitutions, definitely not going there. Um, does that make me a little unfun? Sure. But I'd rather not feel like shit just to eat a meal. So maybe that's my boundary, but that doesn't mean that I'm not fun. Um, but scan the menu ahead of time, find something that you can eat. If you can eat, if you can't change the restaurant, otherwise modify everything. We're in 2021. I used to be a server, like ask for some ask for substitutions, ask for no of something. If you think you're going to be a bother, you're never going to see this server again. And if you do, they'll remember that you modify stuff. Who cares? They're not going to spit in your food. Um, I will literally take dairy and cheese off of everything. Sometimes I will take nuts off of something. If it doesn't fit into my macros, I will ask for sauteed veggies steamed. Um, and never once have they really told me 
no, I can't do this, unless the menu specifically says no substitutions. So modify, do not be embarrassed or afraid to modify. This is your meal, you need to enjoy it, you're paying for it, ask for changes. Um, I've even asked them to cook with olive oil instead of butter, was not a problem. So modify everything. And then when it comes to like family and friends or judgment, you know, a lot of the times just kind of like ignoring it helps, but also explaining why you're eating the way you're eating um, and how it makes you feel and what you're correcting and things like that will help them understand a little bit more and they'll kind of like leave you alone. And if that doesn't work, then after about four to six weeks, after you've been doing what you're doing and they start seeing the results, they'll start asking you what you've been doing um, because they want to do it too now because they've seen the results. So sometimes just sticking with it and buckling down and being the proof, you know, yourself will help get through these situations. So this was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I feel like that's my new thing for podcasts. They're always longer. I always talk more than I thought I was going to. But these areas are where society has failed us. Um, There's a lot more, but we're only going to talk about these for now, so I make it a shorter episode. And I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on either tips or tricks or anything that you've found out or discovered that make this transition easier. Um, And I want you to know you're not alone. You know, we're all going through this journey together. We're all experiencing things. Oh, that's what I meant to say. When you go to restaurants or grocery stores or anything like that, find your staples. Like, I will go to the same restaurants sometimes all the time because they have a staple meal that I know I can eat and I can change it up and I can do stuff with and I love it. So it's become a staple restaurant or a staple order because I know that I can eat it and I enjoy it and it's really tasty and I love the atmosphere of the place. So find your staples and maybe you don't deviate from those. You know, who cares if you eat the same thing like every two weeks or every week or you're going to the same restaurants. If you're a foodie, I can understand how you, like that would be cumbersome for you. But staples are really, really helpful for those who are busy and just like on the move and just want something healthy while being in an atmosphere. So um, thank you guys again for another episode. Always love your feedback. If you liked this, please share, download, subscribe, write a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. I really want to hear from you guys. Screenshot it and tag me on Instagram and let me know that you've watched it at Dr. Dwyer. And then if you have any like tips or tricks or any statements towards anything I said in here, again, just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm very responsive at Dr. Dwyer. And I look forward to talking with you guys next week. Have a good one. Oh, uh, next week is Thanksgiving. I will likely try and release a podcast before that. So, all right, we're Gucci. Bye.